Welcome to Peak Tales, a conversation about chromatography. Now here's your host, John. Welcome back, everyone. This is John, and you are, of course, listening to Peak Tales. I know you knew that. <laughs> we have been seeing a whole bunch of downloads of this podcast in the recent weeks, and we just want to say thank you. And as a way of doing that, we've got a special promo code for you. And it's a promotional code that's available for customers in North America. And it gives you some special discounting on several of our chemistries. So that's our columns or supplies products. Uh, let's jump into today's topic. Alex is with us. And of course, he's going to do another great job. So listen up and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Peak Tales podcast. Today is another sample cleanup podcast. Uh, we already have a podcast about a general overview of sample prep, uh, but we're going to be a little bit more specific today. Is that right, Alex? Hi, yes, yes, that is correct. And again, this is a subject that not many people like to talk about because sample cleanup is an extra step in the process. Um, the good news is that Agilent does have a wide portfolio of sample cleanup products that help people remove, remove unwanted matrix from their sample. But today we're going to focus just on lipids. Okay, Alex. So what are some of the issues with lipids? So let's examine the impact of lipids on the workflow, which is pretty much fourfold. One, if I'm developing a new method and I'm running into this lipid problem, then method development might take longer. If I have a developed method, if you have high lipid samples that suddenly come in, you might have to go back and troubleshoot. The lipids may have a negative impact on the results, such as variability. Your levels of quantitation might also be inhibited. And any of these particular issues can cause an indeterminate amount of time, which could be a simple solution or could, could take days even. Then we have data variability. If you have high RSDs, uh, that can be caused by interfering compounds that's going to affect your data. If lipids cause ion suppression, we could have data accuracy issues. Different matrices can create different variabilities. You might have to do data reruns or have longer data analysis, which cer certainly adds to cost and inhibits throughput, again. Third, you could take a look at mass spec or instrument maintenance. If we're doing LCMS, we might have to clean the source and replace the capillary. And in doing so, you need to pump down and pump back up and maybe retune. You know, if anything comes up during that time, could cause some additional troubleshooting. If we're doing GC, we might have limited liner lifetime and gold seals and other inlet-related issues. And, you know, especially when you have a dirty matrix full of lipids or fats or oils, and this could be anywhere from hours to a day to fix. Lastly, uh, we have buildup of lipids on the column. This can certainly impact column longevity. For GC, we have to take the column off. We have to cut it. If we're doing LC, this could have an impact on back pressure. You could do high organic flushing, of course, for an hour or so to equilibrate back to starting conditions to try and remove those lipids. But remember, this all takes time. So again, the data aspect and the maintenance instrument downtime aspect are two major problems, and collectively, these all lead to some aspect of downtime and or lack of productivity. So traditionally, how have people been dealing with lipids? 
Okay, so most people might dilute and shoot, and certainly this does not remove matrix, but rather dilutes it, dilutes it down to minimize its effects. And remember that even a small amount of lipid can cause problems. Someone might also do protein precipitation, which is great for crashing out proteins, but often lacks a cleanup step, you know, allow, basically allowing all those co-extracted matrix, you know, compounds into the analytical system. In some cases, a cleanup protocol is implemented with protein precipitation, but often implements high cost and labor-intensive techniques, such as solid phase extraction or gel permeation chromatography. Another technique that people might use is catchers, and that's gained a lot of popularity and continues to grow for a number of applications outside of the pesticide residue analysis. Sorbents are used during a dispersive SPE step to pull matrix out of the extract, but are often non-selective, meaning your analyte recoveries might decrease or barely provide any cleanup in order to preserve analyte recoveries. Also, there does exist zirconium-containing sorbents for lipid removal, but these have low lipid capacity and have the potential for analyte loss, depending on your analytes. You can also freeze out lipids, but this is time-consuming, and there are risks of losing your analyte with this method. As mentioned before, solid phase extraction and gel permeation chromatography are also used in some laboratories, but as mentioned, these require a lot of expertise, time, and, and certainly can incur additional costs in the form of expensive consumables or specialized equipment. So now, Alex, I know you have an answer for this problem. Uh, what is that? Maybe. <laughs> well, yes, I do. Uh, so certainly one of the products that Agilent came out with recently is called Captiva EMR Lipid. It's one of Agilent's newest products, which has a two-in-one benefit of removing proteins and lipids in a simple pass-through format. I also want to point out that this product was one of the products selected to receive the Analytical Scientist Innovation Award of 2017. This product comes in a 96 wall plate, a 1 ml, a 3, and 6 ml cartridge format. The, depending on what you're doing, um, the 96 wall plate and the 1 ml cartridges contain a solvent retention frit, which will hold back organic solvents so protein precipitation can be performed in the actual well. Also housed in the cartridge is a proprietary sorbent which selectively retains lipid compounds while not interacting with your compounds of interest, leading to high analyte recovery. And I'll certainly expand on that soon. The 3 and 6 ml formats are primarily for use with food matrices, and this format does not have a solvent retention frit which allows for gravity flow. Protein precipitation is done offline first, whether it be a catcher step or you know simply in a test tube uh, or a step funnel. Uh, by using this product, this will reduce ion suppression, increase analyte sensitivity and detection, and extend the lifetime of your analytical column and reduce instrument maintenance. So how exactly does this product work? So it effectively traps lipids through two mechanisms. One is size exclusion. Unbranched hydrocarbon chains or lipids get trapped in the sorbent. Bulky and larger analytes do not. The lipid chains that do enter the sorbent are then trapped by hydrophobic interactions. Okay, so why don't you tell us first about the 1 mil 96 well format? Yeah, I can certainly provide some more details about that. Um, so again, the EMR lipid product is packed in a pass-through cartridge. The biological formats, you know, what people might what people might use if they're doing biological samples are the 1 ml and 96 wall plate. Again, have a, 90, uh, have a uh, solvent retention frit that allows you to add maybe acetonitrile and the biological samples, such as plasma, serum, or whole blood, allowing you to perform 
protein precipitation in the well. Um, typically, you can you can add your sample or the crashing solvent first, but for more viscous samples like whole blood, we recommend adding the sample first. Your and then we recommend that your combined sample and crashing solvent should have about 20% water in it. With biological applications that would utilize a 1 ml cartridge, this is easy as the sample in many cases is highly aqueous, such as plasma. You would just need to add organic. You could then perform active or passive mixing. Active mixing involves using a pipette to mix, whereas passive mixing simply involves waiting five minutes for the protein to precipitate. Then you can use either a vacuum manifold, a positive pressure manifold, or centrifugation to elute from the cartridge at about one drop every three to five seconds. In, doing, in this process, lipids are captured in the sorbent uh, or in the cartridge, and your analyte passes through. Oftentimes, we recommend an extra elution step of about 80-20 organic to water ratio to improve recovery, with acetonitrile being the best solvent that we found. Okay, you mentioned before the three and six milliliter uh, cartridge formats. Yes, so these cartridges are larger. So the three ml cartridges contain about 300 milligrams of sorbent, and the six ml cartridge contains about 600 milligrams of sorbent. The solvent retention frit has been removed because typically somebody who might be working with food products um, would use these formats, the three and the six ml cartridges. And because those products are usually large, like, you know, oils or, you know, a donut or, you know, anything that's larger, um, that precipitation is done offline and in larger amounts. So instead of doing the um, protein precipitation in the well, you just simply do it offline, uh, you know, whether you do catchers or liquid extraction or protein precipitation step, and then you would transfer to the cartridge to remove the lipids. Um, so again, after an offline extraction step with 100% organic, water is added to get to about 20% water, and this is then applied to the Captiva EMR lipid cartridge. Since there's no solvent retention fret, um, you can allow the flow through by gravity. Sometimes we recommend if you want to get the most out of it, you might want to pull a vacuum at the end or some positive pressure to get all the solvent out, uh, but generally this will flow through gra by gravity. And just to, before I forget, one more thing. We found the acetonitrile works best, but we also have done testing with methanol and acetone, and those will work as well. But we found the acetonitrile uh, works best as a solvent to use with this product. Well, that seems pretty easy enough, Alex. Yeah. 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 All things considered, it's pretty easy to use. You know, simply it is a pass-through cartridge where after passing through, you know, you, your lipids are removed. Um, and, and we certainly have many application notes we're uh, using this product, dealing with matrices such as olive oil, creams, meat, fish, avocado, plasma, blood, to name a few. And basically, any matrix that contains lots of fats and oils would be a good candidate for EMR lipid. And it, certainly, if you're unsure if Captiva EMR lipid is the right product for you, please do not hesitate to reach out with any questions you might have. I know uh, sample prep... Sample preparation or cleanup is not an easy topic to discuss, and there's certainly a lot of options. So I encourage you to reach out with any questions that you might have, okay? Yeah, thank you, Alex. Uh, I appreciate you bringing this all to our attention. And again, sometimes this is mm -hmm. overlooked. Uh, it's not a step uh, that people want to talk about because it takes extra time, but it is oh so right. important uh, from a data standpoint, from an instrument reliability standpoint, um, all of those issues. And you did a very good and thorough treatment of that uh, today, Alex. Uh, certainly people can go uh, online to Agilent.com 
to get more information on this. If you look just under our sample preparation tab there, uh, you'll find uh, all the information uh, about Captiva EMR. Uh, you can also log on uh, to our website, and uh, in certain areas, you'll see web chat. And if you just uh, start a conversation in our web chat, you can get the answers you need as well there. So uh, tons of information, a lot of app notes I know that are out there, uh, sponsored and, and written and uh, curated by Agilent. So certainly take advantage of uh, all that learning uh, that we've put together out there for you. So thank you, Alex, uh, for joining us. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to hearing you um, on another Peak Tales podcast. For now, we're going to just say bye. Well, thank you again, Alex. Um, you know, I mentioned at the top of the podcast about a special promotion code that we have, and it is available to people in North America. There are some limitations that do apply, and it applies only to the chemistries and supplies products, columns and supplies, things of that nature, that you may need as a result of the work that you're doing. So uh, it's our way of saying thank you, as I said before. That promo code is 15. Five nine nine. That's one five nine nine. You can enter that into our web store at Agilent.com to receive your special discount if the products apply, uh, or you can use that uh, promo code when discussing your purchases with your chemistries and supplies representatives. So that's all we've got for you today. Just keep listening. We introduce these um, and release these podcasts out uh, every other week, so you'll have a steady state of, of content. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Peak Tales. For more information on what was discussed today, contact your local Agilent representative or go online to Agilent.com.